Welcome to the Develop Yourself Podcast, where we teach you everything you need to land your first job as a software engineer by developing yourself, your skills, your network, your habits, and more. I'm one of your co-hosts, Peter Elbaum, and today we're talking about the single best way I've found to get a promotion as a software engineer. So let's go ahead and get into it. Our topic today is the best way to get promoted as a software engineer. So I'm going to tell you about the technique that I used to get my last two promotions when I had a job, and I think it's the best way to get a promotion. You may be wondering if you're a new engineer, and even if you're not, what are some of the best things you can do in order to get promoted? And there are things that are more obvious than others, like, for example, get good at what you do, provide business value, be helpful to your teammates. But there's one area where a lot of people fall short. And because of that, it means that you have an opportunity. And that brings us to what the technique is that I use to get promoted. And it is called a hype doc. So what is a hype doc? I didn't actually call it a hype doc for a while, and I'm taking this term and also the definition from a blog post from the company Square, which you may be familiar with. They make those kiosks that you check out with an iPad and a bunch of other stuff as well. But Square has this great blog post that we'll link in the show notes where they describe this thing. And so by their definition, a hype doc is a running list of all your accomplishments and successes. It's a place where you keep track of your growth and regularly jot down things that you're proud of doing. A hype doc isn't a resume or a promotion packet or a formal self-assessment, but it's certainly helpful when filling those things out. While you can and should share your doc with others, the primary audience of your hype doc is always yourself. It's for you to know what you're doing and why it matters so that you can present yourself well. So yeah, basically the hype doc is a running list of what your accomplishments are. That could be either in the notes app on your Mac, or it could be in a Google doc, really whatever your preferred note taking system is. The point is that you have this list of what you've been doing and the value you're providing your successes, as I said, in that definition. So this is a very powerful technique and it seems simple and it is simple, but as I mentioned, this is an area where a lot of people fall short, where a lot of people don't do this. And I think that is a detriment to them and to not only their growth, but their chances of promotion. So because of that, let's talk about why the hype talk is powerful. Number one, nobody knows your work better than you do. Your manager cannot possibly know everything that you're doing, even if they're a really good manager, even if they're very engaged. By definition, being a manager means that you are at least one level removed from doing the actual work. And there's a certain level of obscurity that comes with that, right? When you're a manager and you're removed from doing the work, you just don't have all the detail that someone who is actually doing the work has. And so because you're not working directly with your manager, most likely as a peer, they're just not going to have as much visibility into what you're doing. And the same thing goes for anyone else. You can't assume that anyone knows exactly what you're up to, not even your teammates necessarily, unless you're being very detailed, giving a lot of reports. Even in something like a stand-up, my updates I know are usually pretty general. I'm not going into extreme detail about every single thing that I'm doing. And so basically I think the good assumption is to assume that nobody knows exactly what you're up to. 
And the second reason why this is powerful as it relates to nobody being able to read your mind is that you're able to explain the value you're contributing with receipts. So we'll talk a little bit more about receipts, but I think it's important to have documentation that supports the things that you are listing on your hype doc. The second big reason why a hype doc is powerful is that it prepares you to advocate for yourself. So I mentioned before that in the definition that I read from the Square blog posts, the audience is yourself, but it can be helpful for you to prepare for promotions. So when you keep a running list of the value you're providing, you just have a lot of options to pull from when it comes time to explaining the value you're providing and advocating for yourself, whether that is a promotion or a title change or more money. The third main reason why the Hype Doc is powerful is it allows you to track your growth over time and mark moments you're proud of. So I don't know about you, but I know for me in the hustle and bustle of daily life, it's really hard to get a sense for number one, how you're growing, and number two, just to remember stuff that you've done. So when you keep a Hype Doc, you're able to see how you're progressing towards your goals, you're able to see the things that you're learning, you're able to really highlight big moments, like let's say you did a big refactor that made your app a lot less buggy, that's something to be proud of. And so when you're keeping the hype doc, you're able to highlight those things in a way that's more transparent, not only to other people, but also to yourself. And it helps you remember those things. All right, so that's why a hype doc is powerful. Let's get a little bit more detailed about what goes in it. So number one, of course, is technical work. So this could be links to PRs. I mentioned one example a second ago. A big refactor would be a good example. Or something that's driving business value or making your team's life easier. Like let's say you added some CICD or you automated some automated bug tracking or something like that. Anything that is significant, either driving value to the team directly or driving value to customers, I think is worth putting on this sheet. You always want to link to that work. So I mentioned before, it's important to explain the value that you're providing with the receipts. So in code, the receipt would be a GitHub pull request, for example. So make sure that you're adding supporting documentation along with whatever the thing is that you did. A second example of what could go in this is projects led or completed. So that's pretty self-explanatory, but if you're leading a project, then you want to make sure that you put that down because the odds are if you're in charge of something and it requires a team, then it's important in some way to your company's business. So you want to highlight those kind of things. Along with this, you want to highlight mentorship. So this could be formal or informal. I know for myself, I've had a lot of informal mentoring relationships, but I've also had formal mentoring relationships where I had direct reports. You want to be able to track those meetings, you want to track how the mentee is doing, and you want to track also the things that you're going over and teaching in your mentoring sessions if you're having them. A fourth thing that you want to go in the hype doc, I'd say, is general leadership. So this could look a lot of different ways, but you know, some examples that come to mind for me are, let's say that you start the technical blog at your company, or let's say that you start the hackathon at your company, or let's say that you work with HR to change how engineers are reviewed at your company. Anything where you have a vision for something, you are taking initiative and you're bringing it into existence is what I would call leadership. There's also project leadership, of course, and technical leadership. But this for me is kind of more outside of the project and technical realm. But if you're starting things or implementing things, adding other kinds of value, 
then you wanna highlight those things I'd say under general leadership. A fifth item for your hype doc is interviewing. So I know for myself, I've done a lot of interviewing at my past two jobs. And interviewing is really important because interviewing goes a very long way into shaping the team at your company and also shaping the culture because of course the people make up the culture. So I think there are very few things that are more high impact than interviewing. But the thing is a lot of people don't like to do it and a lot of people also aren't good at it. So if you're getting a lot of reps in interviewing and you're helping to make key hires that are going to drive key initiatives forward or otherwise provide a lot of value or if it's taking a lot of time, which it probably does, then it's worth highlighting because that is a form of leadership, in my opinion, and it also happens to be a very high impact activity. Some other things I would add to your hype doc, conference speaking. So conference speaking is something that's been super helpful to me. And it's important to add for a lot of different reasons. One is that it brings visibility to your company. So assuming that you're going in with an association with your company and not just as a solo individual for your personal brand, then that brings good publicity to your company and also helps you build credibility in whatever the thing is that you're talking about and just makes you look legit. It makes your company look like they're hiring all-stars. So put conference and meetup speaking down there. I'd say even put personal brand stuff in general. So some of you know I have a YouTube channel we just crossed the 4,000 subscriber mark. It's pretty cool. If I were at a regular full-time job right now, I would definitely be putting that down because it kind of goes along with the conference and meetup speaking. It gives you credibility and therefore gives the company credibility, makes the company look good. And eight, I would say moments of growth or learning. So let's say that you went and learned a new technology that you implemented at the company. That is something worth putting down or you learned a new tool that people are using, or you learned a new technique that you implemented, anything like that you're going to want to put down because ultimately it means that you're learning, you're growing, and you're bringing your knowledge to bear on your work at the company, and all those things are very good to reference. Okay, next let's talk about how do you keep it. So first of all, this is something that you want to update regularly. And of course, there are ways of doing that. You can set yourself a calendar reminder, or you can kind of just make it an ingrained habit. You can set other ways to remind yourself to do it, maybe as part of your routine on Fridays as you're wrapping up for the week. Regardless of what you pick, you just want to make sure that you're updating this regularly because, as I mentioned, the whole kind of purpose behind this is that you're not forgetting things, or that's a big part of the purpose anyway. You don't want to forget things that you're doing, even things that seem little. So I would just say, do this at least once a week and make sure that you're being very consistent about it so that way nothing slips through the cracks. Number two, ease over perfection. So of course there's, you know, really fancy ways you can do this with all kinds of, you know, templates or whatever. You can make a fancy spreadsheet. But what I ended up doing was just keeping a Google Doc and, you know, very little in the way of formatting or really any kind of contextualization or buckets. There were three buckets basically, like to do, doing, and done. So it was kind of like a very simple Kanban, but it wasn't a board. It was just a document. And that worked fine for me. I think it worked fine for my managers as well. So as I said, ease over perfection. You just want to get something working, get something going, and ideally something you could share with people. So I would say maybe a Google Doc or maybe a Trello board Really, whatever. I'll leave that up to you. But the point is that you want it to be easy rather than perfect. Number three, uh, as I just mentioned, you want to share this doc 
with your manager. So there are a few different reasons for this. It helps your manager when you come up for promotions to know what you've done. So this works differently in a lot of companies, but a lot of times a manager will have to make some kind of justification for why you should get this particular promotion. It makes life really easy for them when they have a big old list of things to pull from. So you want to make sure that they are aware of it. It also just helps them to know, as I mentioned before, what you're up to. So if they can check the list every so often and see stuff that you've been doing, I think that's really good. And that kind of goes along with my second point, which is that it makes it easier for them to gather information in general. So I think transparency is good in working relationships. And the more people know what you're up to, the better and the easier it is for you to communicate the business value that you're providing. Back to how to keep this thing. My last point is that it's great for small fixes. So I basically think nothing is too small for this. Uh, of course, there are some things that are extremely granular, like you maybe don't want to put every little bug fix on there. But Sometimes there are bug fixes that actually provide a significant amount of business value or make life a lot easier on your customers or on your teammates. And so I don't think there's that much on there that I would consider to be too small. Of course, use your discretion, but I think even little stuff is interesting. Like for example, let's say you upgraded some NPM packages. It's a small thing, but it's actually significant because a lot of times there'll be security patches in upgraded versions, or it's just a good practice to do to update your NPM packages. And so that's a small thing, but I think those are the kind of things that show leadership in my opinion, the small things that are easy to overlook that oftentimes nobody ever does until it bites you in the butt. So uh, basically, as I said, use your discretion, but I don't think there's that much that should be left off of this. And lastly, I have a personal story for you. So I've mentioned this a few different ways, but I have implemented this strategy to get promoted. And it actually didn't start out as a hype doc. I actually didn't know the word hype doc until I read this Square blog post. It actually was just a Google Doc that my manager created for us that was actually called Goals. So it was a goal sheet, but we ended up kind of taking the approach here that I've outlined with the Hype Doc. And so over time, I did one a year. So for example, in this job, I did one in 2020, I did one for 2021, but I'd start out with a few high level goals, say five or six. And then I would have a list of not only things that I was doing, like I would have goals in progress that had to do with my high level objectives, but I'd also add things that I was doing in my projects. And I would especially add things that I was doing in my projects to the done section. So as I mentioned, we had to do in progress and done is the three sections. And I just added to this thing over time. I actually didn't need any of the process I mentioned as far as the calendar reminders and stuff like that, because I kind of got addicted to adding to my sheet. And so I would just add to it whenever I did something I thought was cool or significant, I would add it to the done column. And over time, this thing grew and grew and grew. And actually in the fall of 2020, I got a promotion. And so I'd been at this job for about a year and a half, but promotions had been frozen due to the pandemic for about six months. So I'd say this was about as early as I could have been considered for a promotion, and I got it. And at the end of the day, when I was talking with my managers about this, they specifically referenced my hype doc and said that the fact that I had filled it out so regularly and that there were so many things on it made it really easy for them to advocate for a promotion for me. And so I know I'm just one person, this is just one example, 
but I think it's significant that I have an example of how this thing worked in my favor. And obviously nothing's guaranteed. It's not guaranteed that if you do this, you're going to get a promotion, but it definitely can't hurt. And I think the more that you can do to show what you're doing, to show how hard you're working, to show the value you're providing, it's going to be better for you. The more you can do that, the better. And that's really my point with this whole thing. One more thing I wanted to note, you heard me mention the word value a bunch. I probably said the word value 50 times so far in this podcast. And I think an important thing to note there is it's very much how I think about work and employment. So basically for me, a job is just a deal that you're striking in the labor market. It is a value exchange, right? You get paid in exchange, you're supposed to provide value. And so because that is the case, the more value you can show that you're providing, inherently the more value there is to your work, right? the more that you should be paid in theory. And so that's another reason why I keep coming back to this idea of transparency is that the more transparent you can be about how valuable you are, in theory, assuming you're working for a good company, they will want to compensate you in accordance with what you're doing. So that is another point as far as transparency goes. Basically, I think it, for the most part, always helps. Uh, There are very few instances I can think of where being transparent about how you're working would hurt unless you're not doing anything, in which case you would bring scrutiny to yourself instead of praise. But I assume all you listeners out there are hard workers who are providing a lot of value in your jobs. And so I think this will be a good thing for you. That's it. Thanks so much for joining us today. Some quick shameless plugs as always. Parsity is at parsity.io and my YouTube channel is at youtube.com slash Thanks so much and we'll see you in the next one.